Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to Best Conversations Podcast. This is a very, very, very special episode. Uh, This month, all month, uh, we'll be celebrating Women's History Month. Um, Celebrating all our young queens, older queens, definitely doing a thing in the community, black entrepreneurship, and so much more. Um, The women that I chose to interview this month or to highlight um, or I felt like just from afar watching are people that's really definitely doing their thing and people that I closely kind of know as well. So um, it makes it even more special. Um, I need y'all to make sure y'all, everybody that I interviewed this month and especially um, Tanita, who I'm talking to today, that y'all Make sure y'all go and support their brand, their movements, and everything else they have got going on. Um, yeah, so that's what we're doing all the, all the month of March. Uh, thank you to all my loyal listeners. Um, I see the numbers. Uh, I see people are definitely listening on the podcast side. Not not much, not not as much on the YouTube side, but on the podcast side, that's why I'm dropping this a day early because I really love you guys. And thank y'all guys for listening. You know, you can check this podcast out wherever you stream your podcast at. I'm truly thankful for every listen. And uh, we're we going to keep coming with it and keep bringing it, man. So um, sit back and enjoy this, whatever you're doing. If you're at work, you're working out, whatever it is, man, tap in. We thank you. Best Conversations Podcast, Killer TV, out. Best Conversations Podcast. This is a very special podcast. This month we are celebrating Women's History Month. So I am shining light on some of my friends, some of my comrades that I've known over the years that's doing amazing things, have their own business, doing amazing things in the community. So this month and every day, it's all about women. So today, first time to the podcast, a long time partner of mine, we back. She, <laughs> she is the CE, the CEO of her own cosmetic line. First time to the podcast. Everybody, let's welcome Tanita. Hey, what's going on? What's good? <laughs> hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, me and Tanita go we 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 back G Burl days out in the clubs having a good time. Yo, Minaj was lit. <laughs> Minaj was super lit. The first, the first night I met you at Minaj, you was slumped. Slumped. Very much. Super, super drunk. I think it was your birthday or something. Um, probably not. No, it wasn't. But it I was definitely right. got lit like it was. Like, like, like it was. Like it was. Yeah. Man, the good times, man. We can't, well, we can't never get those times back. Ever. No. Mm-mm. Like those, those times right there, man. So many, so many good nights at Minaj, man. Mm-hmm. But you're from Reedsville. Yes, born and raised in the two seven three two zero. That's where I am from. I moved to Charlotte from Greensboro after. Um, Probably after I was at UNCG, then I transferred to the Art Institute. So that was in 09. So I moved from Reesville in 04, 
stayed in Greensboro from 04 to 09. Then after that, I've been in Charlotte now for 12 years. Word. Let's, let's take it from the beginning and growing up in Reedsville, a little small town I've come across a few times, but never really spent any time there. What's life like uh, living in Reedsville, North Carolina? <laughs> it's a small town, so everybody knows everybody. Everybody calls each other cuz for the most part, because at the end of the day, you find out along the line, <laughs> you cousins. So everybody is cuz for the most part. Um, me, I'm in on both sides of the spectrum. You know how small towns have those popular families. Mm -hmm. So I'm in two, Winchesters and Fountains. So everybody knows the Winchesters, everybody knows the Fountains. So that's really how it is living in Reesville. You see everybody, it's only on one strip, mm -hmm. scale street, you ride down, hey, wave, beat the horn. And that's really, that's really, that's really it. We don't have any clubs. Like years ago, they got a Walmart. They had to ride to Eaton to go to Walmart. But years ago, they got a Walmart and a little side strip mall there. So, I mean, it was pretty chill for what it was, how I grew up. I mean, yeah, pretty as much. A, as a little girl, when you was just sitting on your front porch, dreaming, looking at cars drive by, like what, like what was the first, your first ambitions of things that you wanted to do or be when you, when just sitting there on the porch, just dreaming? Well, I, me, for me, I really didn't sit on the porch. I was always somewhere with my dad. So mm -hmm. for me, That's it was like, girl. yeah, we, we would, at that time I was a daddy's girl. My dad was in the streets, so to speak. So I was always with him. So for me, it wasn't really necessarily sitting on the porch. It was more so, okay, dad, let's get, let's go. We gonna go here, we gonna go here, we gonna do this, we gonna do that, ride around, get you something to eat, you know? So for me, it was that, and most of the time being in the house, um, I was very creative when I was younger. I always was dressing up and playing with Barbie dolls. And then I was also somewhat of a little tomboy too, because I have older brothers. So video games like Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, I would always play them. Um, I love to read like Archie comics and Berenstein Bears. So, you know, I'm, I'm old. So <laughs> that's really for me, for me, I always, you know, for me, I feel like I've always been creative. So I knew I wanted to do something creative when I grew up. Got you. And when, like, at what grade or what age did the creative juices really start flowing and saying like, hey, it's some, I don't know what it is I want to do, but there's something I really want to do. Um, I think as I got older, when I started hitting the tween ages between 13, it was like, okay, I want to do something, but mm -hmm. I don't know what, like, I really actually, my really first dream to what I wanted to be when I grew up was I wanted to be a choreographer because I always would watch um, and live in color shit like that um me and my cousins would make up dances and shit like that and it was that's really what I wanted to be was a dancer like I wanted to be the next <laughs> I wanted to be the next fly girl I wanted to be like J-Lo and Laurie Gibson dancing on the stage but I mean that's that's really that's around that time like as I got older though it was like something I want to do something mm -hmm. but I don't I'm gonna find. I'm gonna figure it out, 
but I don't know yet. <laughs> now, now, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you got you got some older brothers that uh, that's that used to do music or still in music. Yeah, I have an older brother. Um, he still does music on the side. Um, his name is called the Great. Um, he's still in Reesville. My other brother, Steven, they call him Stilo. He was doing music too, but he was just like, yeah, whatever. For him, it was just really like a hobby. For mm-hmm. my other older brother, it was more like, this is what I want to do. And he's always been creative too. He loved to draw when we were kids, always play games and stuff like that. But he's more of the, he's the, I would say he's the better rapper. We all can rap, but he's the better rapper, I feel like. <laughs> So seeing your other your older brothers uh, jump out there and you know uh, become rappers and doing their thing, um, one of them used to have like a booth or something in the mall or something too, right? No, no, they, 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 they didn't know about it. <laughs> I think I remember something they selling their music somewhere in the mall or something. I remember that back in the day. But anyway, um, but watching them do their music thing was was that like was was that giving you like ambition to say like, hey, I want to you know. Do maybe not do exactly what they want they doing, but it's definitely saying like, hey, if they doing it, I can do it too. Do something. Yes. yes, for the most part, yes. My older brother, he he was really very inspiring. Both of them was actually because they had this demeanor of give no fucks and I'm gonna do what I want to do and this is how I'm gonna do it. So for me, watching them grow up and be like, I'm gonna do this, and then they do it. It's like. That's definitely motivation for me. Both of them are very inspiring because they have those attitudes like, I'm going to do what I want to do and this is how I'm going to do it and I don't care what nobody feel about it. So that definitely helped spark the fire that I wanted to do something totally different. And your parents, uh, you, you spoke on your father in the beginning. Let's speak on your mother. Um, what, what, what did your mother do for a living? My mom, she has always worked in warehouses. So she, let me tell you something, my mom's a big person who has a big personality. Like she, she leaves a stamp everywhere she goes. Like my mom is like my rock. That's like my best friend. You probably see videos of her dancing and being hooded. She's like, my mom is like, my mom's like the realest person I've, I've ever encountered. Cause she definitely also has that. I don't give a damn how you feel. This is how I'm going to be. You can take it or leave it. And if you leave it, so fucking what? Like, my mom is really my rock. Because we've been together as a whole. We've been through a lot. So my mom, she's definitely big. And she definitely supports me. And she, she's she's the one. Yeah. She's it. She's lit. So, um, you, you, uh, so Reesville High School. Someone take take me through. It's called, was it called Reesville High School, I guess? Yeah. Reason high school, yeah. <laughs> well, so what was high school? What was that? What was high school like? Like for you? Like what? What was the vibe? What, what was the mood in high school? What was the young Tanita like in high school? A uh, young Tanita is really, <laughs> she's real goofy. Loves to laugh. Likes to hang with the dudes. We had in our school we had of course we had cliques everybody got the jocks and the athletes and shit like that the popular people and shit like that so for me we had this like little wall that all of us would hang around and it was everybody who lived in the same neighborhood so i mean 
uh, young Tanita, she, I mean, that's really who I am still today. I'm still goofy. I still joke a lot. I, I guess you could say I'm still quote unquote mean a little bit <laughs> is what they say. But I mean, me in high school is really a, now a more mature, I would say, since I've gotten older, but I was real goofy. Very tomboyish, like to wear the throwback jerseys, you know, Mitchell and Ness and shit like that. Um, that's really how I was in high school. Like, I ain't really get into trouble because I knew if I did get into trouble, it was big consequences. <laughs> big consequences. So I probably maybe skipped school like twice. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I, I mean, I really would keep my head in the books and try to stay focused on what I need to do to graduate. That was really me. So, so um, when when did the click? When did the click that you like? Hey, the time to like, time to go to college and 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 you say you went to UNCG for for a stint. Yes, before that, I actually went to Stray University because before I graduated high school, I really was just up and down with what I wanted to do. I like I said, I know I wanted to do something creative. I started getting more into cooking and I was like okay I want to be a chef so I started <laughs> experimenting with that making shit and I actually wanted to be at that point a pastry chef too so it was me like at home baking cakes and where I lived there all the hood niggas and would come to my house and be like oh you let Molly let me get a piece of cake you know what I'm saying <laughs> right, right, right. so it was just really up and down for me it was like going from a chef to like I then I got into fashion so it was like one of these gonna pop. It's either gonna be a chef or I'm gonna be a fashion designer, a stylist for celebrity. So mm-hmm. it was a toss-up for me when it came to college. And I was like, I don't know what college I'm gonna go to. So and then in our, you know, in the black community, where how I grew up, we really didn't, we stressed it, but it wasn't stressed as much because mm-hmm. for me, I feel like I should have went to a HBCU but I didn't have anyone else in my ear. So it was more so me having to try to learn for myself, but I still didn't know what to look for. So right. that's, that's really how it kind of went like that. So at what, at what age, um, so you become, you become a mother. Um, at what, at what age you become a mother? I was 24 years old when I had my daughter. 24 years old. Um, was you ready? Was I mean, what the twenty twenty four is such so young? I had I had my daughter when I was twenty two, and I was super not ready. But you know, we it, it forces us to uh, grow up and, and learn how to be you know parents. Um, what what was that whole process like for you being pregnant, having your daughter, and, and all that? It was it was it was stressful. Because even before I got pregnant, I was actually staying in a hotel. Um, me and my mom had gotten to a situation where she moved up here after my stepdad passed in 2010. Um, we got into a situation where we got evicted. She went to one side of the city. I went to another side to stay with my aunt. Some shit happened with that. And then I ended up staying in a hotel too. Because if I didn't, it was going to be some more shit to pop off that it it, it would have ended it would have been bad mm-hmm. not for me but for <laughs> my aunt so I was like my mom was like you know what just get the fuck out that house I don't care where you go go somewhere 
So even before I got pregnant, I was staying in a hotel. And when I did get pregnant, it was like, oh shit. <laughs> I don't, I want to say I, wa- I wasn't ready, but I was just like, shit, I'm 24. I done graduated high school. I done graduated college. And I was real nervous still too, to even mention it to my mom. Cause I was like, shit, what my mom gonna say. Mm-hmm. So when I told her, I was just like, trying to, you know, go in and you know how, you know, you go in, sit with your mom, be trying to do fake shit. Ha ha, laugh at the shows. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, mom, I got something to say. She was like, what? I was like, I'm pregnant. And I just kind of, you know, got some little like, <laughs> like, I hope she don't hit me on the arm or some shit. She was just like, well, you graduated high school, graduated college. I mean, what can I say? You grown. You're 24 years old. So it was like, oh, okay. So even after that, when I did get pregnant, we actually ended up finding an apartment and then we actually moved in together, me, her, and her boyfriend at the time. So it's still all, everything still all worked out. But the whole pregnancy was just like, it was stressful for me because working and going, still going to college and being pregnant, it was just like, oh, this is too much. <laughs> yeah, and like, uh, so like now your daughter's, you said nine? Mm-hmm. She's nine years old. Nine years old. And the, your daughter, she's the name of your cosmetic brand, correct? Right, it's called Azure Lip Cream, LLC, yes. Yes. Now what? Now first, okay. Before, be, what made you start a cosmetic brand? Like what? Like what? Like what sparked that? Like you know, you you, you did the whole college thing. You got a degree. You graduated high school. You know, you supposed to go on to corporate America. What what made you uh, say like, hey, I'm gonna start my own cosmetic brand? Like like what sparked that? Um. So for real, for real, it was like. I was, it was actually CIAA weekend and I was at the mall trying to get outfits and shit like that and buy stuff. And I would always wear this certain type of lip gloss from Mac. So it was just like, I went, bought the lip gloss and was like, damn, lip gloss was high as hell. Like I just spent this much on lip gloss, like damn. And my mom, she beside me in the car, she was like, why don't you just make your own? So it was like, oh, okay. So she really sparked that, like saying, like, why don't you just make your own? It was just real random because she wouldn't really pay no attention to me go off about some lip gloss. She was just like, why don't you make your own? And then she just went on, like, you know, did what she did, looking for whatever she was looking for in her purse. So that kind of was like, that's the creative right there. Like I had done so much shit before that, like trying to make clothes and I wanted to make lingerie. And then I got into styling a little bit and I was like, I fuck this, I don't do it anymore. But when she said that, I was like, okay, that sounds like a plan. So I started researching it and looking into it, seeing what was lip safe and what was not. And eventually, you know, I started getting into it. I almost burnt my damn lips off at one point, but I got the consistency. I got the product, and I was like, "Okay, this is gonna pop. This is gonna work. It's definitely gonna work. This is gonna be something. This is gonna be something big. This is the creative that I've been wanting to do for so many years. Now I finally found it." <laughs> As a man, I you know, 
you know, us as men, we just throw some Carmax on and keep it keep it moving. Right. <laughs> but as, as women, y'all take a lot, whole lot more pride in, you know, your lips and, you know, doing your face and, and, and all this other stuff. What, mm -hmm. I mean, like, like how, how do you even start to, like, what's the creation process of, uh, of doing it? Like, like how are you like picking the scents and the colors? Like, are you making this all yourself? Like, how, how does this yeah. work? Yeah, making it all myself. So for the most part, I outsource suppliers on who has what, like I use like mica. And that's a form of product where it's almost like a powder. Mm -hmm. So, and it's color powder. So you use it to mix the products with, um, for the most part, um, I use like an item called Versagel. And that's also something that's safe for the lips too. Um, it's, it, it's really, even with this down to the sense, I have to make sure that I'm not choosing something that's like out of this world. Like I know, for the most part, when I've bought lip gloss, it always has like a vanilla scent um, or a fruity scent. Mm -hmm. So it really just gets down to the point of what's on market now mm -hmm. and what's good in the market and what's going to work. Because you don't want to make something and that shit smell like root beer or something. Because I don't, I know I don't like root beer. Somebody might. If somebody mm -hmm. wanted, I could custom make it. You know what I'm saying? I could custom make it for somebody. Mm -hmm. But it really gets down to the point where, okay, what's good on the market? What scents are popular in lip gloss? And if you want to set yourself aside from that, because I don't have anything that smells vanilla. I'm more of like a fruity person. So it right now I got on some, it tastes like pineapples and it's clear. That was my child running through the background. <laughs> so it, it really gets down to that, trying to make sure you stay on market and stay the course of what you got, what yeah. you want to do. So when you finally got the, the, the final product, um, was you happy with like the first batch and the, and uh, in the first batch and design and, and how, how it came out? Yeah, when I finally got the, after almost burning my lips off, after I figured out what was the problem, because they, I ordered something from somebody, they sent me some shit for candles. I said, this is not for lips. This is not right. Hell no. Hell no. So I was like, uh-uh. I, after I took that out, and I just went and got like some vanilla flavoring, and I got it, I was like, yeah, this, 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 this is it. It, it the consistency was right. I actually passed out some to the people at my job that I work at, um, letting, telling them, you know, let me know what you think. And it really, it started picking up because people was like, oh, you're doing this yourself? You made this? Like, nah, you didn't make this. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I did. Like, I'm, I'm in the kitchen. I'm in the kitchen whipping up bricks and shit like Gucci Mane. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it, 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 when I finally got everything, it was like, yeah, this, this is going to work. This is it. And I actually started out with nine colors. Mm -hmm. I'm now at 32, but that's about the downsize because I'm in the rebrand stages right now. Even the logo has changed. So that's really how I went about it. So after you get the scent right, you're trying it out on your, on your uh, coworkers. Now let's get into the business side uh, of it. Uh, how challenging was the business side of it, coming up with your LLC, coming up, first off, how do, why did you pick your daughter's name as the, the company name? Um, for me, I wanted to leave a legacy 
after I'm dead and gone, she needs something. Like for the most part, I, I grew up in a family of hustlers. So I've seen them get stuff and it go away and they don't stay on the course of it. For me, I wanted to leave her with something like when I'm dead and gone, this is what's going to be yours. You got to carry that on to your kids and those kids got to carry it on to their kids. So I wanted to leave something to her to let her know like this, everything that I've done and sacrificed, I did all this for you to make sure you have, to make sure you don't go through life like I did wanting something and trying to figure it out when you have something and you know what's going on and you know what it's about. That's what I did. Got you. And, and, and touch on, on touch on the business side, the business side of it. Um, um, was the, was the, you know, was the business side hard for you? Like, like figuring out like how to distribute it, distribute it and, and, you know, finding outlets to put it out. How, how was the business side of it challenging for you? Um, I would say it, it is really not challenging. You have to do your, for me, it's do your research. Cause if you don't do your research and you just jump out there, you're going to put some shit out that people are not going to trust you with. Cause you have to make people trust you. Like I'm making something in my house, in my kitchen. You have to be, you have to get down and dirty and research. Like most people now they want shit for free. And it's like, I can't give you, I can't give you the recipe. I can't give you this. What you need to do is research because that's what I did. I can help you along the way and point you in the right direction, in the right direction, but you have to be the one to research and see what you want to do. So for me, it wasn't really challenging because I did the research. I did the work. Like with my LLC, I was dealing with a girl. Um, she got her LLC and she did it through legalism. I was like, okay. Well, that's, I've heard, I've heard good things about them. Some people, it's mixed reviews, but I've heard good things about them. So I went through them, paid that off. I might've had a hiccup or two with the actual address. Cause you have, I think you have to have your, your physical address instead of a PO box. But other than that, it really wasn't challenging because I did the groundwork and I did the research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta do the research, and you have to. You definitely have to do the groundwork. So picking, so when you picked the logo, you you went with something very familiar, which is your own face, your own. Some people say like we have like birthmarks or something that that people is something about you that people always remember. So you went with your 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 cute little gap. <laughs> your, yeah, pretty much. The the, the uh, for the logo. What what made what made you do that? Um, I wanted something to represent the brand itself and represent me as a whole too, and represent my daughter because hers is not she has a gap. Hers not as big as mine, mm-hmm. but she has a little small one. So I wanted to pick something to represent the brand and what it invokes and represent her as well when I leave it to her. So for me, it was like, okay, I want the lips dripping, but, and you know, as I explained it, shout out to, um, and also shout out to Pinky, Pinky Lovely Arts, because she's the one that actually created the original, this original logo. Um, she did an amazing job. Um, when she did it, she did it with the teeth closed. I was like, this is perfect. Well, hold on a second. 
can you make us like indention in the middle because i got a gap and i really want that to represent she said oh cool no problem so she did the revision and sent it back i said oh yeah we good now we good we cool in the game we got this so i it, it really came down to that um i've been known for my gap for years people have talked about it I've gotten joked, you know what I'm saying? Dudes have joked with me, girls have joked with me like, oh, you got a gap. Like I had one dude, rest in peace to my dude, Mikey from New Jersey. He was like, your gap look like the entrance to a dollhouse. And I freaking hollered. <laughs> I said, you know what? This roast is over. <laughs> like, so for me, it, it came with, I had to make something to represent me in the brand and also like I even with getting talked about it all the time it's who I am because even I having thoughts about closing it people were like no don't close your gap because that's how we know you that's how we see you seeing you with a closed gap is gonna be like uh <laughs> so <laughs> keeping that that's that's your confidence booster right there because people can talk about it all day but with me now that I've gotten old, it's like, you got to have thick skin now because somebody can talk about it all day. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to get you back. So right. <laughs> you just be ready because I've heard everything under the earth, moon, and sun about a gap. Damn. You better be ready for the clap back to come. I got the gap <laughs> I'm dark skin, big ears. So I've, I've, I've heard it all too. So you definitely got to have, you know, thick skin. So mm -hmm. the brand is, is established. I'm, I remember when I when I looked up and, and seen it out there, I was like, damn, look at Tanita doing her thing. I was like, damn, that's dope. I didn't, you know, you know, as black people, we don't really know what what really is going on, but just kind of look from afar and be like, it looks like it's some shit now. It looks mm -hmm. like it's doing well. Uh, take me through the first couple years of business, the highs and the lows. Um, and, and what did you learn from the first uh, couple years of business of being out there? Um, for the most part, it really is trying to get, you have to be able to get out your comfort, comfort zone. Like I am a people person, but I am a little apprehensive and I am a little shy. So we had to get to the point of getting out of that. And then also for me, I've been told I have a resting bitch face. So I look, I look mean, but I'm really not. Like if you talk to me, you be like, oh damn, she really cool as hell. Like, so it, it for me that the lows for me was like, okay, I gotta fix my face. I gotta smile more. I gotta talk and be more social with people. So that for me was the really lows. The highs was great because I got good reviews on everything. I think also going through the whole process because you know, I do a lot of vendor events. Those were the best highs. Like I've traveled, like I, the last event I did was in, um, the last event I actually did was still up here, but like traveling, like I've been to Atlanta a um, couple of times. I've actually done vendor events for a salon, Echelon, that's Young Jock Salon and Sharonda, shout out to them. Um, I went to West Palm Beach, Florida in 2019. I did the Curl Friends Expo. Um, so I've really been like, up the east coast up the east coast like from charlotte to georgia to florida then back to charlotte like so all in there it 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 those were the really highs the lows was just more so like being more social and getting people to come to your table and like hey try this this is what i got going on and so on and so forth 
man, it's it's so when you're a creative, when you're a creator, and you and you're trying to sell something, I I really toot my hat to y'all because I'm so I'm I'm a really shy person. I'm really <laughs> shy, and I and that's why I'm really I could never ever be like a salesman or anything like that. Like the like when people say you know that you like tell you no, like. Like how that shit don't kill your confidence? Like how the hell you just smile and just go on to the next customer? Like how the hell you do that? Because you have to get into a space where you're not for everybody. Everybody's not gonna like your product. I've had people to damn my product. Oh, you got your little lip gloss, or you got your little stuff. I'm like, okay, and that's fine. And you feel, and, and it's fine that you feel that way. While five people may feel that way, twenty five or thirty people may not. Right. 25 or 30 people that you know are your target market is going to be like fuck what they talking about this shit is good like i wear this shit like i've got i've got cut like loyal customers like you know what i'm saying like loyal girls who be like i'm gonna come to you first before i come to them because i know i've been rocking with you since then and i fucks with you so if somebody tell me no that's like okay no pressure thank you for checking us out and have a great day be blessed mm-hmm. you can't let one or two or five no's get you down because you may have 25 to 30 yeses from these other people who don't even know you so you have to get into that mindset of like i'm not for everybody and that's okay because mm-hmm. there's other people that you are for and other people that will rock with you and buy your stuff so somebody telling me no that's okay that's fine have a great day i hope you you know be blessed find what you're looking for and that's it mm-hmm. now was now, there's always somebody before you that kind of always kind of paves the way before, you know, before you, you know, d- does your thing. Was there any um, black, um, you know, cosmetic brands that was like independent or maybe a little bigger that inspired that inspired you to do what you're doing? Um, I really, yes. So I really looked to Pink Digger. They're based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, they're, they, it's so cool because they have like lip glosses and lipsticks named after like streets of Atlanta, like Peachtree, Campbellton Road, Buckhead Betty. So for me, I was like, oh, that is so dope to me. Like, this is so cool. Like I, I always look to them. And also of course, um, even who else? Um, Keisha Kaor. Like she had all the colorful lips and stuff like that. And her shit was really cute. Even with the glitz lips, I was like, that's that's really dope to be different like that. You got the glitter that you can just put and pout it on. Yeah, yeah. People knew who she was. I'd be like, oh, that's the girl that used to be, that's the girl with the, the high yellow shit, the high bright shit that would be in Gucci videos and Yo Gotti videos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, so those two I would say I looked to um uh, now I still look to them. Um, of course, Supercent with the crayon case, um, even the lip bar. Um, you know, they were featured on Shark um, Shark Tank mm-hmm. and do really kind of diss them. And then she's up where she's at now. I'm like, that's the part of that. Somebody telling you no, and you still shine in the end because she didn't done events and she's in Target and shit like that. So it's those were the ones I really looked up to the most was Pink Digger and Keisha Kaor and then branching out and then seeing the lip bar and the crayon case. Those are some that I, I really enjoy watching their journey for the most part. Being, being a woman in this space 
and we and we, we and we're celebrating women all this month on this podcast. Um, by 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 you know you being a woman and being in this space, um, what do you tell to the next to the next young queen, the next young lady, um, that want to do maybe not what you're doing, but you know just want to have their own business and want to do something dope. So for me, like I have a lot of people that come to me about business. I've and I'm still learning about a lot of stuff. Like even before I got on this um, podcast, I was talking to my cousin about business, telling her sign up for a business credit. And she was like, what's that? I'm like, uh, <laughs> yes, sis, you need to go ahead. So any, any female young girl who wants to do start a business, I always say be mindful entrepreneurship is not for the weak. If you want to be an entrepreneur, if you don't, and you want to still work a nine to five, still understand it is not for the weak. Um, I like to say, don't give up, keep trying. If one thing don't work for you, try something else. Um, I've, I've been blessed to have friends, like shout out to my friend, AJ. He's really been a big help. My homegirl, Amanda, um, my homegirl, Rachel, they've really been a big help. Like I've had a lot of cool friends that I can actually say have had my back and be like, girl, keep doing your thing. I appreciate you. I see you shining. I've even motivated people that I ain't even know I'm motivated. And I'm like, well, damn, I was looking at you for motivation. Are you looking at me? I'm like, shit. But it's more <laughs> so don't, don't give up. Keep going. Press on. Don't worry about the negative shit. Like, let that shit go and just do you. Be If that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. But just know it's going to be some, it's going to be some failures in there. You're going to be crying like I did. Like right now, I'm in the process of rebranding. It's two weeks before I relaunch, and I'm sitting over stressed out. Like, I got to fill lip gloss tubes and everything, get labels made, all that shit, new labels and all that. But I'm going to press on and I'm going to make sure I do what I do. I even canceled photo shoots because of weather. And I'm like, I'm going to have to make do with what I got. So, Young girls, young queens, don't give up, man. Don't let nobody tell you you can't do shit, man. Cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that I've been through a lot of shit, and I can say graduating high school, graduating college, starting a business, having a baby, and still while in college doing all that, shit is tough. But I oh, beat the odds. <laughs> I beat for people that say I wasn't gonna be shit. I beat the odds. Now look at me. And what you're going to say, because I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep on shining. And that's the mindset you got to have as a woman in this industry. Absolutely. What what can the people expect from this rebrand? They can expect new tubes. I'll give a, I'll give a new tube, but you know what I'm saying? I got the tube right here. New tubes. Um, new logo, of course. Um, some more new colors. I'm going to be downsizing on colors that I already have. So new scents, um, collections that are nostalgia that you're going to be like, oh, shit, okay, that's cool, that's dope. Mm -hmm. So a lot of a lot of new shit I'm coming out with. I'm also introducing, um, I'm probably going to get back to making um, beard butter for men. I'm going to try to introduce that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, beard butter and beard oil, you know, for my dudes, you know what I'm saying? So... I don't want to just leave it to the ladies. I got some for the dudes too, because you know, like I said, I got brothers. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna definitely support the beard. What, what, what's the, well, nah, nah, you got me now. What's the, what's the beard stuff? 
So it's beard butter. I have two cents right now that I make just custom on whim because if somebody say, yo, I need some, I'll go get the products and I'll make it because I do everything for the most part made to order. Um, I got two cents right now. I got the one million and I got the buck naked. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? What the females get but naked, you know what I mean? <laughs> the females be loving it, okay? So I got those two cents. I'll probably come out with four more cents and then I'll probably start doing the beard oils because I know some men don't do the butter. They do the oils and just want to put that on and just go. So those two things, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm coming. I got y'all. I got y'all. I got y'all. You know, I'm definitely going to support that. Can, can the people expect like YouTube tutorials from you? Um, I'm, <laughs> so that goes into like the shy part. Um, I may do some, I don't know. I wanted to start a YouTube channel with my daughter because we have this like sister relationship, <laughs> but it's still mother and daughter because she's still she gets on me and she says life-changing things that'll make a 35-year-old person like me think about their life like oh damn I ain't think about it like that so um I don't know it, it may be something I do I, I don't know I'm, I'm kind of kind of scared of that I don't want to get bad reviews but if I do fuck it it's just what it is it'll be some people that like it some people that don't so so what so so what's the official date for the uh the, the official relaunch of your brand? The official date and the official relaunch is March the 20th, 2021, which is actually the day I will be 35 years old. <laughs> so my birthday is the relaunch date. Mm, that's what's up. Dope, dope, dope. I thought your birthday was in March as well. You know, mine March 11th. Right. <laughs> so happy early birthday. Thank you, thank, you, thank you. All right. So before before I let you go, it's gonna be some guys gonna be watching this and they're gonna be like, damn killer, who that you was talking to? Like who is that? So to to, to my guy friends or, or or my or people that watch watch listen to this podcast, they're gonna wanna know is Tanita single. Um you know. I'm single, but I'm entertaining a certain individual, but I do go on dates and things like that. I'll say that. Okay. So the guys can still kind of shoot their shot a little bit. They can shoot their shot a little bit. It might get, you know. It might some might get hit at the court like I don't, you know, but I mean, I mean, for real, for real, I, I am single. I'm not looking for anything, maybe just a friend, because I was in a situation for six years that didn't work out. So it's like I'm trying to get back into that dating scene, but then I'm like, <laughs> I, I have certain standards. And it's like the one one wrong move, and it's like okay, uh, no, I'm done. I'm too old to be out here playing. I'm too old to be out playing these games, fellas. So you shoot your shot with me, and you keep the momentum going, and then you slow it down. Trust and believe. I'ma say, leave me alone, because <laughs> I ain't got time to play. Mm. What do you look? For? What do you look for in a guy? 
Um, pretty much the same thing as same thing as me, like fun, outgoing, you know, the standard walks in the park, you know, but for real, I look for somebody who's honest, who's trustworthy, um, somebody who really genuinely has my back and really genuinely cares about me. Cause I reciprocate the same thing back. Like I'll have your back. I know how to if he builds me up as the queen that I am, I'm gonna definitely build him up as the king he is. So yeah, that's really it. And I love, 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 I cannot say this enough. I love, love, love black men. Dark, light, love sprinkle in between, you know what I'm saying? I, whew, and, and especially if you smell good. Give me one. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh gosh. Um what 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 would will be your ideal perfect slash first date? Um, let's go having fun, really. Like, I'm one of those people. We could walk downtown and ride scooters. We can get a hot dog or something. Um, we can ride bikes in the park or some shit like that. We can go to the gun range. We can play paintball, play golf, have a little drink. And then, yeah, like just a real chill kind of fun day is my ideal perfect date. Like I'm not, you don't have to take me out to dinner at this five-star restaurant. Nigga, let's go to my fucking shit. Let's go to Lulu's off Tuckasegee or some shit up here. Man, matter of fact, take me to them, like, I don't, I mean, there's so many little restaurants up here. I mean, take me here. We can do this and do that. And then you can wind and dine me later on in the days. <laughs> then you can take me to the little fan. Then you can take me to the little fancy restaurants because I don't. I don't like chain restaurants. I ain't even gonna take me to Applebee's and Chili's and <laughs> shit like that. I like Nico's and I like them. Take me to Steak Forty Eight. If you don't want to pay for my food because we dating, that's fine. I got my own money. You ain't gotta pay for nothing for me. <laughs> because well, right. I got trust and believe. You think you gonna dine and ditch on me? I been paid for my food and I dine and ditch on you. <laughs> Any 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 crazy? What's your craziest date? What's your what's your crazy? You have you have a crazy date story that you the craziest date you ever been on? Um, I don't really have a crazy date story. I have a crazy getting to know someone and they just start going off on the deep end about something, and it's like, yeah, I'm gonna hang up and let him keep talking, and I'm gonna block him because that nigga's crazy like he just started we talk and have a conversation he was an older cat and i was young he just started going off about me and i need to do this and i think i'm this and i ain't no young boy and i'm a motherfucking i'm like bro i need ass i was like yeah i'm gonna just hang up and block that nigga that nigga was crazy he'll do so me and you have this funny story. I don't even know if you remember this story. I can't. I can't name names because we got to protect the innocent. Um, so me and Tanita used to kick it way, way, way back in the day. Way back, yeah, way, we did. Way back in the day, and so we and Tanita kicking it, and so my homeboy walking my apartment, he was like, "Yo, killer, who in your apartment?" I said, "I was like." Like, dude, why you want to know who in my apartment? Like, like, beat it. And I let the nigga in. And you remember who that was? 
No, I don't remember. He knew he knew you. He was like, oh, Tanita. I don't remember. You don't remember that? You don't remember that story? Something to that effect, but I don't remember who the nigga was. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Oh my God! Well, if you watching this, baby, I'm sorry. It's been years. Yeah. I done smoked weed. I done smoked some weed and had a lot of hard liquor nights. I don't remember who the fuck you are. <laughs> he had like the African wife or some shit like that. Oh yeah, I still talk to him. He lives in Texas now. Yeah, that shit was funny. I was thinking that you I didn't know each other. He was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he, he lives in Texas now. He's married. He's not married yet, but he lives in Texas now. He's doing real good. Cut hair and everything. Cool. Oh, shout out to him. I forgot his name. We Can we say his name? No, we're going to leave. We're going to leave. You <laughs> know what we're talking about. We, yeah, we know what we talk about. Yeah, we talking about. All right, before I, before I get before I let you go, what has 2020, 2020 What did twenty twenty teach you? You know, we went through a uh, entire pandemic and and all that. Um, a lot of us had to sit our ass down. You know, some some lost jobs. You yeah. know, a lot of shit. But what, you personally, and you're like, what did twenty twenty teach you? 2020 really taught me how to remain humble still and be appreciative of everything that you got because some people like you said have lost jobs i'm still grateful to be able to still work through the pandemic because technically i am an essential worker um not on the front line like the healthcare and shout out to the people in the healthcare because oh my god i can't imagine seeing people and, and telling people they're not able to see their families and things like that. And I have family in the healthcare field as well and pray every day that they're safe. 2020 has taught me to remain humble and be grateful and be blessed because everything can be taken away from you just like that, just like that. So um, I've been sticking with that for years because like, like I said, I've been through a lot of shit, staying in a hotel, staying with people I didn't really want to stay with because I wanted a home for me and my mom, like, you know what I'm saying? So it, it really teaches you how to, I think, I think that really, that happening, we needed to sit our asses down mm -hmm. because sometimes so we really have to be told like, yo, you doing too much. And God will be like, I'm going to show you how you doing too much. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's what happens. So me it's just for me it was like damn this shit crazy like people passed away like my brother's aunt she passed away due to covid rest her soul um my mom's boyfriend caught covid luckily she didn't because they're essential workers as well um but it, it really taught you like to remain humble and stay blessed and stay prayed up so for me that's that's what I even invoke every day is remain humble because you can't get all the things that you want and then just switch up and think God ain't gonna take that away from you because he can tell he can God so my mom's ex-boyfriend has always told me God got a funny sense of humor and he will show you exactly how funny he is you know what I'm saying so 2020 I mean, I shut down in 2020 due to the pandemic because it was like I couldn't do no events and anything like that. 
And it's just, I'm just now getting back into about to do an event on April the 17th. Um, but 2020 taught me to remain humble because shit can happen. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, any, any, what's like, what's the one thing that you really, when the world somewhat opens up a little more and we, you know, and we got to stay safe, of course, what's one thing that you, one event or something that you're really looking forward to doing when the world opens up? Um, I'm really looking forward to honestly traveling more. Mm-hmm. I really want to check out the East Coast. I really want to go to Cali and do something there. Um, I've been in New York, only upstate, like I've been in Niagara Falls, New York and Canada. Um, I really wanna travel more and do more in other places and meet new people and network. So when it opens up a little bit more and I can really do what I wanna do with my business. Yeah, that's really one main thing I wanna do. Yes, yes, yes. So Tanita, I'm so proud of you, Queen, and uh, everything you're doing. I've been, I'm, I've been I've been wanting to get you on this podcast for a minute now. Every everything you're doing, just so proud of you as a person, as a mom, you know, as 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 a, as a black woman pushing forward, being positive, doing it with a smile. Mm-hmm. Um, so proud of you. Let let um, let everybody know um, how to find you and how can they contact you if they want if they need you as a vendor if they or, or if they just looking to uh, try some of your dope. Uh, supply so of course it's um aja lip cream on ig that's a-j-a-h-l-i-p-c-r-e-m-e cream is spelled like it's french because i want to go to paris one day too um (laughs) (laughs) also find me on facebook the same thing aja lip cream the website is www.ajalipcream.com it's in the works because i just switched over from squarespace to shopify so you may not see anything there yet but you will see all products on March the 20th when I relaunch. Um, hit my DMs up. Let me know. Like, and then if you see me on the street walking, like that me, I'm like, oh, I'll follow you. Girl, come on, let's take a picture. Mm-hmm. So yeah, IG, Facebook, everything. I'm there. We lit. Already. Anything you want to leave the people with before you get up off the get up off here? Um, stay safe, stay blessed. And turn up with me on March the 20th because it's my birthday. 35. 35. <laughs> 36. Next this week, this week, right? Oh, yeah, you, yeah. You you want to be lit. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. Well, Tanita, again, I thank you. I thank you for taking a little bit of time out today today to uh come fuck with me on the podcast. Uh before you go, I want the people, this is another black owned designer plugged in shout out to my girl Lindsay out of greensboro um she, if, if you need any she do custom designs um if you need sweatshirts any kind of clothes design she will definitely hook you up so like i said best conversations podcast we this whole month this whole month we, 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 we i'm not talking to nothing but the queens and i want to talk to people i actually know that i've you know i've been in contact with and i definitely doing a thing so Tanita, again, thank you. Have a have a bless, have a blessed rest of your week. Uh, happy birthday. Tell your daughter you. I said your daughter I said hello. Uh, we're gonna end this the way, end this the same way we end this thing every time, man. Keep God first, and I promise everything will work itself out. Tanita, peace, Queen. Peace, thank you.